Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff. And today, I have a really special guest with us. I know you guys have been really looking forward to this episode. I have production coordinator at Cartoon Network. Yeah, I said it. A production coordinator at Cartoon Network, De'Ara Bradley, joining us. How are you doing, De'Ara? Good. Hey, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> I'm super excited to have you on and talk about this a lot to a lot of my friends and listeners and you know everyone's been really hyped about this recording so especially again this cartoon network and one of the networks that's made a huge impact on everybody's childhood at least in our generation so it means a lot that you took time out of your schedule to take and come on the same show so just want to let you know up front i really do appreciate you know taking time out of your schedule to come and you know speak with me and the listeners today of course thank you for having me i'm excited yeah yeah so really quick, before I introduce the topics, I want to take a shout out to all the listeners listening across the world in all 50 plus countries. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys continuing to show your love and support for the same show and helping continue to like, share, subscribe and get the numbers up at the end of the day. Really appreciate you guys again. And if you're listening and you're not following the same show, make sure to check us out on IG and Twitter at same underscore show. Again, that's Sane underscore show, S-A-N-E underscore show on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find us on Facebook at The Sane Show. Again, on Facebook, that's The Sane Show. So today, we're going to talk about the impact of cartoons. We're also going to talk about the animation production process. We're going to focus more so on the post-production process. And then following those two topics, we're going to have an interview with Diara so that you guys can learn more about her, what she does, her experience at Cartoon Network, and everything that goes along with that. So let's go ahead and hop right into it uh, with the impact of cartoons. I'm super excited. We were talking about this for the recording. And again, this all just kind of goes back to why I'm like so excited to have someone like yourself on and that is at Cartoon Network. It feels like it's like it sounds like a dream job if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Definitely. I can only imagine. So when I was thinking about this, right, and I was putting it together and I'm thinking about one of the things like how cartoons spark imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think about shows like Dexter's Laboratory and Eddie. Eddie uh, you know, yeah. kids next door, like, <laughs> and it's just, it's just like, that's the, I think that's a beautiful thing about cartoons, right? Especially when we talk about kids, right? Who are very impressionable and obviously kids are, I think now that I'm an adult and I understand things better and I know a little bit more about children and the psychology mm-hmm. about children, children, I think lead the human population when it comes to having a good imagination Definitely. and yeah, because, uh, you know, one of the things I think about, especially, you know, growing up and watching those shows, I kind of relate because, you know, I'm in business and my degree is in entrepreneurship. And honestly, mm-hmm. what kind of helped feed into that was watching a show like Ed and, Ed and Eddie. And Eddie was always mm-hmm. the one out there hustling and you know, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to make a yeah. dollar off of a, a, a jawbreaker. Exactly. And, and then uh, Dexter... In this laboratory, mm-hmm. what in this parents' basement? Always <laughs> crazy style. Yeah, and 
it, but he always had ideas. Yeah. And, you know, kids next door, like, you know how cool that was? You know, uh, yeah. These kids have a, this secret agents in the, in the giant tree house. It's, it just, it just gets the brain going. So I guess when we talk about that, what are, what are some of your thoughts around that when, when we're talking about like how cartoons spark imagination? Yeah. Well, I definitely think I love cartoons because it is, like you said, it's so full of imagination and creativity. And I think sometimes as we get older and, you know, you start having to have adult life responsibilities and stuff, sometimes that (laughs) you don't think the same, you think more practical and you're not, you're thinking of like the things that you have to do. And it's like, when you're a child, you have like the world is yours like there are no limits and that's one thing I love about being able to work in cartoons is because even being able to make television of course cartoons are not just for kids so I want to put that out there I love watching cartoons I feel like there's no limit to what age you should be watching cartoons but with like an audience where you know that you are having kids watch your shows and that kind of thing, I love that aspect. My background initially was in news. And so when I came to Cartoon Network, it was such a transition, but such like a beautiful transition because it was just like, it's more laid back. You still get work done and that kind of thing, but you're making cartoons. So it's about having fun and channeling that inner childlike creativity to know that the limits are endless and that you have so much exploration within that aspect, which is something that I love. It's like when you're growing up as a child, of course, you can turn a blanket and all of a sudden it's some magical fort that has like, you have superpowers and all this kind of stuff. And you just, you remember like when you're a child, just how you can take some small concept and just expand on it and just create this whole new world around you and to you it's as realistic as it can be and I just love that because that can translate into cartoons where you can have these characters doing those same things yeah yeah and you know you bring up a great point when you talk about cartoons aren't just for kids like yes. adults and you know I, I, like I was telling you I saw my mom's friend watching cartoons and I'm looking at them, aren't you too old to be watching cartoons right yeah but, as I'm old, as I've gotten older and like, I love, I think about three years ago, two, three years ago, I got back into cartoons and I, I more so watch anime now. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm so excited, even though it's Disney proud family's coming back. So we'll yes. there, but, yes. <laughs> um, <I did> too. <laughs> but when it comes to, you know, cartoons, you know, two, you know, two, three years ago, got back in to watch cartoons and watching, anime and started with dragon ball super like mm-hmm. big fan of dragon ball z as a as a kid and then there's like super i found out about it next you know i'm binge watching it yeah and specifically when we talk about an- anime you know one of the things i think about is how honestly I, and I tell people this all the time like i watch animes and there's so many positive life messages mm-hmm. in the shows that have honestly helped me through troubled times where you know where I've had moments and I'm just like man I feel like I'm in a rough spot and I could use like a message or something and I remember there's a there's one episode in Dragon Ball Super where uh, Goku and Vegeta are training with Whis on Lord Beerus's planet and he's teaching them to go be able to go to Ultra Instinct and 
one of the things he tells them is you're pretty much like you're, this isn't typical training where you turn to all these different Super Saiyan forms and you level up through traditional training, you know, running, lifting weights and being in like the hyperbolic time chamber. It doesn't work like that. It's a mental game in that for them to reach that next form, they had to trust in their movements. Like, let your body do what it does. Like, just be, you know, let it flow. And one of the things that taught me was that in things in life, in, some, in certain things, you, in order to get better, you just have to like, release, let go, and trust that you know what you're doing. Right. Then you will get better. So it's like things like that. And it's like, if it, like, yeah, people have told me and everything like that. But if, if it wasn't for something that I truly connected with to kind of help submit that message, then I really wouldn't have caught on to it. Right. If you understand what I'm coming from. But that, that's just to say that there's a message to a lot of these shows that. I think people tend to overlook and I feel like that's why with, you know, our generation and generations younger or coming behind us that there's such an emphasis on animation cartoons Mm -hmm. because there's so much positive that can be taken away from them. Definitely. And it definitely changes with you too. So it's like the shows that we watched when we were much younger, we watched those same shows today. You're going to get, things that you may not have got when you were younger or receive a whole different message because you think differently and that kind of thing. That's why it's like, I love how it's like cartoons really grow with us kind of thing. So it's not just like a cutoff age and can watch it and then you're just not learning anything from it anymore. Part of the aspect of cartoons is that you are teaching kids those life lessons as they're growing up. But those lessons still hold true as you get older. So I think yeah. that that's such an interesting aspect of it. That's for sure. Because, you know, you bring me to my next point when you talk about that, because some of those messages were subliminal, right? As kids, you have to be careful in which how you present something. Right. And understandably so. But then when you go back and you look at it and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is what they were talking about. And even because I cannot think of a specific example, but I think about when we look at a lot of the social issues mm-hmm. that we're dealing with in society today is, you know, things like, you know, LGBTQ and, you know, even racism and cultural appropriation, things like that. But you know, when we go back and we look at some of these cartoons, like they were actually making some of these things acceptable but they weren't saying like you you didn't know what was going on right you just knew you watched it and you saw how the characters were treating one another and how they all got along no matter their background their orientation where they came from because you know there's definitely those cartoon characters that we looked at it's like man he he seemed different but he cool though (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Mm but we look at it's like okay that because we look at it now, it's like, oh, it's whatever now. You know, yeah. like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bother me none. Like, and, and that's the cool thing about how these shows, like, it, and I'm just like, wow. Like, I didn't know that they were, some of a lot of these shows were taking in, and embedding positive things into children that we, you know, like you said, just, we didn't even notice. It just right. went over our head. It, but in our subconscious, it definitely helped. So then when we look at it as adults, we're like, that's what they were talking about. 
20 years ago or something. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah. so true. Because it is like, again, they change with society. And like, there's different, even like the rules have changed and that kind of thing. Um, like the way that you can have shows on TV and like the things that you can say or you know, what's openly out there and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it definitely does change in that yeah. aspect. But then also as our mentalities change and like the different things we're used to, it formulates that experience that's going to be different for the show. All right, now we're back. It's always fun talking about cartoons. I, I felt like I was able to kind of step out of a shell a little bit and because <laughs> I'm always yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, had that conversation. It, it, it felt really good. You know, that was exciting. So it's, it's going to, now we're going to get a little business, but hopefully not too much. We're going to talk about the animation production process, more so concerning post-production when it comes to cartoons and i know talking to you a little bit and you you know giving me a little bit insight as far as how you kind of help out with that stuff it it found it very interesting Mm -hmm. as far as how that works because honestly and i'm not afraid to admit when i put this together i'm thinking about how the shows actually come together right from sketching and to you know finding the voiceover actors and the editing and the coloring and the rendering and you know storyboarding and all that kind of stuff but I'm glad you told me what you, you said, what you said, because obviously that's that's a part that we often overlook as far as the post-production and the the marketing of it, because really that's what's going to get the viewership. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that you mentioned that I definitely made note of is the difference between live action and animation. And it's funny, I when I was you know, looking into the production process in general, you know, that was one of the things that I looked into because I know one of the things I saw, like, cause you know, I'm thinking it was just going to be a thing of, you know, well, what you don't have to deal, there are things you have to do or deal with doing live action production that you don't have to deal with doing cartoons. Right. I got to the point where it's like, well, there, there are the trade-offs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have and so I, I guess if you could from from your side give me and the listeners a little bit of insight into that part of uh, the differences in live action and animation well to begin with animation it's definitely a much longer process because you know of course with technology there's different ways it's not they're hand drawing stuff but you know we have technology to make things go faster and that kind of thing within the actual production of the show process. But a lot of the stuff that I do day to day is creating the promotion for the show. So once the six plus month process of, you know, animation and getting the show, even for just one episode together happens, there's a whole other aspect of the promotion of that show. So if we have a a particular episode that's like it's a special episode or a new episode we're gonna make a promotion lineup for it so to get all the um, viewers very excited about this episode and make sure that they tune in on this time and that kind of thing which is also another difference in the aspect that 
we have so much access to on-demand viewership unless you're getting really really excited because you want to see it right when it comes out some people are like you know i'll just watch it later and that kind of thing so the goal is to definitely get you and you know kids or whoever's going to be watching to want to turn into that particular time and be able to watch the show instead of like watching it later or sometimes we'll promote like the app like hey this episode's going to come out early on the app so tune into the app that kind of thing before it comes on air as far as like the differences between live action i talked about how it is a longer process and that kind of thing but also with the the promotion of it if you have a live action show we've come to know if you have a favorite tv actor and that kind of thing you know their face you're probably following them on instagram you know you're super excited if they're posting stuff about this show and that kind of thing that's going to get you excited as well with animation there are like voiceover actors who have been in this game probably on top of all of your favorite cartoons growing up and that kind of thing and you may not even know what they look like, know their name or anything like that, because you only recognize character that's in the animation process. Of course, people who are really into cartoons and that kind of thing, you know, you might research and you might find out the person's name and then you know their face and you follow them on Instagram. But a lot of the promotion is based on our network instead of being able to go directly through the talent if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so because you know the voiceover talents might not be as popular or facial recognition as Mm -hmm. someone who's live action and you're constantly seeing them every day because you might know their voice but you don't necessarily know their face so that is something that's different as well that it's like sometimes these one particular voice actor could be doing like so many different voices and stuff we work with tara strong a lot for shows and that kind of thing and she's a phenomenal voice actress and she's been on all different networks and even since i was a lot younger and like growing up and watching cartoons you know she was voices on rugrats and different kind of stuff like that so that aspect of it is very cool to be able to work with these voice actors another aspect of it i'm like trying to think of this whole process it's 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 a it's a never-ending process so when we're promoting the show you know we're getting we're hiring different voice actors to do the voice of the promotions or you know coming up next on cartoon network we have our network voices so i set those up sometimes hold auditions if we're looking for a particular voice we just had um one promotion for DC Superhero Girls, which is under DC and, you know, Warner Brothers and that kind of thing, which we're all together now with this merger and that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm like, it's fun. So holding auditions for that, like, hey, we want a writer might come and say for this promo, I wrote the script and I'm thinking that I want like a 80s rock and roll sound and that kind of thing. And it's like, I reach out to agents and I'm I'm like, hey, this is the sound that we're looking for. Here's a script. Can you send me over some auditions? And then we go through those and pick somebody and get that recorded, get them set up at a studio, and that becomes the promo. We do graphics as well for it. So uh, what you call like lower thirds, that would be 
I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, like a little strip at the bottom of your screen where it's like, hey, coming up next is this particular show we have oh, coming yeah. up next, Titans Go, if you see those, or mm-hmm. when we have mm-hmm. our countdown clocks, those are in the upper right, and those are basically a countdown clock. It's counting down to the time of that special premiere and that kind of thing. So there's so many different aspects of, and that's just with like the on-air And then, of course, we have social media and we want to promote it that way. So it's a lot of different fun ways. I think like the promotion aspect is so fun because you really get to connect with the fans and the people who are going to be watching the show, all of the viewers and seeing them get excited or reposting those different kind of things on their network or on their um, social media to show that they're interested in watching that or commenting Or even if people have feedback where they're like, you know, I really wanted it to go this way. We watch all that kind of stuff. So when you have opinions, we see those and that kind of thing. Even the ones where it's like feedback where you're like, oh, I wish it would have gone this way. Or I want want the old cartoons back. I know we hear that a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know y'all. Ooh. Man, I, I, I just got one special request. Bring me courage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That show that, is amazing. That was it's, the show. Uh, <laughs> not, the, not the get off topic, but it, there was one episode I remember. It was actually the one with King Ramsey's return, return to slap. And, and that was the one I couldn't sleep that night. And I remember yeah. I had a nightmare. But I was like, yo, that is a good show. And that's probably why I like horror movies now. Yeah, so. it's really good. It's interesting when you talk about the actors. You reminded me, like, the lady, I'm a big fan of The Simpsons, and the lady that uh, does the voice for Bart Simpson, I remember she, I see this, like, random person with the Instagram check, like, looks at one of my stories on Instagram, and, oh, I wonder who this is. And I look, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the lady that voices Bart Simpson. And obviously I followed her, like, She's like one of the coolest. Never, I never really knew her name, but I'm like, oh man, she's one of the coolest <laughs> people in the world. Like Bart Simpson, that it was so dope. But yeah, even like thinking about you know, like the show, I know for sure with that has like a lot of celebrity voices. You know, the Proud Family. You, know, you got Tommy Davis Jr., yeah, Kyla Pratt, Cedric the Entertainer. Obviously, they have guests come on, but it's like, yeah. You learned, like, I remember when I found out Cedric was Uncle Bobby, I'm like, what? Yeah, (laughs) you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. And I think that's also why a lot of, like, you see these, like, movie lineups and stuff for for animated movies, and it's, like, they're names that you know of. So Mm -hmm. it is kind Mm -hmm. of like that aspect where it's, like, someone who might be a dedicated voice actor, they might pick that role to go to someone who's more of a known name, to be able to do in that movie so because they know that they're going to get the promotion from it and that kind of thing right yeah that is true i think about movies like not even movies but actors you know like will smith and yeah. you know, chris rock you mm-hmm. know they notorious for with some of those animation roles and you can just tell even like eddie murphy robin williams like just yeah. there's a whole host of actors that you can think of that have roles and it's like you know what that guy, like he, he is that guy for that role, and you can almost just tell, like they handpicked him for this because, yeah, yeah, like, that is that perfectly suits him. And if <laughs> it's like the movie, I think it's Shark, is it Shark Tales or something? Um, Will Smith. Yeah, and like 
you know, it's like this running joke that he even, the character even looks like Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're back for the interview. One yeah. of the highly anticipated segments of the show. <laughs> I'm going to ask Diara some questions so that the listeners can learn a little bit more about you, your time at Cartoon Network, and every all the fun stuff that goes along with that. This has really been a good show. I'm, when I'm this excited, I know it's a good show. So. <laughs> Yay, well, I'm excited. <laughs> so the, the kickoff with the first question, your favorite cartoon growing up? I can't pick just one. I can't. I have it's to like, pick. It's like trying to figure out who's your best friend. <laughs> I know, exactly. You don't want to leave any out. Keeping it in the network, I think definitely, like, I loved Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory. I know we talked about those kids next door. Okay. Johnny Bravo, even hey. though my mom did not like me watching Johnny Bravo. <laughs> I actually said that in my interview. I was like, they asked me in my interview, like, what shows did you watch? And I'm just like... I liked Johnny Bravo, but my mom did not want me watching that. You know, he was a little fresh and that kind of thing. That one, it was a it was a good show, though. And, you know, Courage, of course, we talked about that. Uh, yes, I was a big Rugrats fan. Um, okay. I even went to, like, they had, like, a live show when I was younger and stuff. I remember going to that and being so excited. Hey, Arnold, Cat okay. Dog, okay. Rocco's Modern Life. There's so many good shows. And Spongebob has been a classic that has yeah. lasted through you lots of years. break out and sing a theme song. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So, that's so a, many of those. Song. What's that dance Johnny Bravo had? What was it, the, the monkey or something? <laughs> Which show? It was Johnny Bravo. He had to dance. And, oh, like, yeah. what's it called? Like, do the monkey or something? And, you know, he do the thing with his yeah. arms. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Johnny yeah. Bravo, and man. And if you think titles, I'm like, I just have this big smile on my face. You think back <laughs> to all this difference. It brings back such good memories. Yeah. Um, oh, like you, you took it back. Even like Wild Thornberries. I, I remember yeah. learning so much about animals from that show. So there yeah. were some good ones. I I'm going to be that, that person out. that's like, we had some good cartoons growing up. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's me right now. Yes. What are y'all watching? Yeah. <laughs> this ain't cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so what's it what's it like? I know, I know you, you kind of touched on it, but just from you as a person outside of the production coordinator, what, what is it like for you working at Cartoon Network? I love it. I think there's so much fun and creativity that goes into it. I know I mentioned before that I worked in news before and it was just, it's like night and day. Like I love working cartoons and you have designers and writers and there's just so much creativity going in all different aspects and so so many different talents. Like I feel like everyone's like fascinated with each other's job. Like we have these things that we've kind of commanded and got in order and that kind of thing and we know how to do. But then it's like, if I'm looking at, a designer and they're like coming up with this concept and that kind of thing. I'm like, wow, that's so creative and stuff. So really that collaboration aspect is how we all come together with our talents and our gifts and be able to create some pretty amazing things. I think that also with the longer process, you really get to establish a relationship 
with like the people that you're working with, but also with these characters within the show, like you're working with them for months on end. It's not like with live action, you may have a cast of getting to know the cast and stuff, but you might wrap after a couple months and that kind of thing. It's really like a slower process, a lot of dedication and that kind of thing. I love working in the cartoons and it's cartoons. Like we always joke. It's like, yeah, we get work done and stuff, but it's like at the end of the day, it's cartoons. It's supposed to be fun. So we shouldn't really be stressed out about different aspects. Like the crazier right. it can get, sometimes that's even better. <laughs> right. What's the the slogan Cartoon Network used to have? I remember it was uh, cartoon cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I remember that like yesterday, man. Man, man, man. This recording is just giving, like, just bringing back all the memories, all the feels. It's just nostalgic. All. It's, it's nothing but nostalgia. That's what I love about this right now. This, <laughs> like, you're going to go and try to, like, look up all these different older shows and, like, look them up <laughs> so you can watch them. <laughs> right? Um, so what are some of the challenges the network faces when it comes to satisfying multiple generations. And I ask this because you, you know this from experience mm-hmm. that we were really in the cartoons, right? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't let go really. And now we have this new generation that obviously they're kids, they love cartoons and we have just as much as a, of a love for cartoons than they do. So now I almost feel like it's a battle to to an extent right, yeah. <laughs> for, for who loves cartoons more and who <laughs> who who should have their shows, their favorite shows, right? You know what I mean? So that that kind of stuff. What if there are any? What are some of the challenges of having to try to satisfy multiple generations of cartoon fans? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a challenge to satisfy everyone in anything, but, you know, especially when people are tuning in to watch TV and that kind of thing, they're going in for a reason and watching the network change and how we don't have like content has, it's just different. And even like the way that kids watch TV and what their interests are and how they watch, we talked about, you know, the on-demand aspect, but kids especially like they love watching things like on their phone so that's why we have like the app and stuff but kids love YouTube and I feel like kids will watch just like hours and hours and hours of mm-hmm. YouTube and stuff like that or oh it's true I feel like our generation we were much more we watch cartoons longer where it's like now kids are like eight and they're like oh no it's for babies sometimes like that so it's yeah. like you want to watch gamers and all this different kind of stuff on these different media outlets like YouTube and that kind of thing. But I think for with Cartoon Network, it's definitely a cool aspect for the fact that we have Boomerang with the classic cartoons like Tom and Jerry and Scooby-Doo. And then we have Cartoon Network and as well as Adult Swim. So we have like that wide spectrum of yeah. generations, of course, I have to remind people like just that things are changing now. So it's like the shows that we were interested in and that kind of thing. And the shows that are on air now, we might be like, oh, that's not as good as our shows and that kind of thing. But it's like kids like them. You know, the interests are just changing. Viewing patterns are changing. We all think that 
each generation thinks that they have the best cartoons, but <laughs> I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say, you know, 90s, early 2000s really yeah. had the best cartoons. Oh, yeah. That's uh, what's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's not debatable. No, I'm just kidding. You uh, know, it's, <laughs> I'm going to say it's not debatable. I'll go ahead and say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it's just like, you know, it's, it's so nostalgic to think about, like, the shows that we watched. Yeah, it really is. And it kind of saddens me, though, to to hear that. And, and I mean, that's the reality of it, though. I, I do yeah. accept that. Part of me did think, like, well, y'all at work anyway. Yeah. <laughs> don't you got to get up in the morning? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> we have to you be know, like, so... not for us anymore sometimes. It's like, it's not about what we want. <laughs> Right, right, right. That, that's that's very true. That is that's very true. But you you definitely bring up a unique point. But I I think too, you know, Cartoon Network does a phenomenal job. Obviously, one it, it is the network purely dedicated to cartoon. And though you know, an Adult Swim side, it, it has other kind of content, but not, maybe right. like a show or two from what I've seen. But still, it's like straight cartoon. It is the network, and I think. You know, Cartoon Network also did a great job when it came to the games, you know, the online games. I remember, you know, getting on a computer and, do, you know, going and playing online games and things yeah. like that. And I just think that Cartoon Network has also done a great job in teaming up with Lucasfilm and doing shows like Star Wars and mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. So I just think that, like, Cartoon Network's done a, even though, yeah, they're not playing shows I want to watch. Like, right. I still think they've done a good job in you know, keeping up with the with the trends and you know, keeping themselves relevant yeah. as, a, as the cartoon network. Yes, cartoon. <laughs> no, uh, no pun intended, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the name of the network and they are, you You guys are like the epitome of, of what a cartoon channel should be. Mm. My final question to you. Mm-hmm. What are some things that us older cartoon fans, specifically Cartoon Network fans, can look mm-hmm. forward to? I think one thing that we're really constantly just trying to develop is just like fan interaction and making it so that you're really being able to interact with our brand. So I love that. And of course, we'll have some new content and stuff like that. But yeah, you definitely got to tune in. We got some new stuff coming up. Always excited this time of year because we gear up for Comic-Con, which that's definitely just like one of my favorite events is just going out there and being able to see fans dress as different characters, whether they're newer characters or older characters out in San Diego. And it's just so much excitement and just the interaction to see that there are kids who are very young, excited about it, and then kids that are much older. We have Steven Universe, which has been a big show that has translated over fans of all ages and that kind of thing. And we have, you know, Steven Universe Future, which is getting people very excited and that that kind of thing as we have that. So, yeah, it's like some new content and just really staying true to the brand and like being able to interact with fans and allow them to interact with our brand. So, and you might not be able to say, and I understand. Uh, <laughs> I normally don't do questions on the spot. <laughs> That's not part of the conversation. <laughs> but can we expect anything almost like a, kind of like how Disney's done, 
or they brought back certain shows that are really in high demand? Well, we definitely, so we do have the HBO Max app, so we'll be a part of that. I can't say too much. It'll, we'll see what comes out. <laughs> that is sufficient enough. <laughs> really quick, if you have anything that's coming up that you, as far as like announcements, anything that cartoon fans should be on the lookout for on Cartoon Network, and also I know you got your YouTube channel as well. If you got anything that you want to make the listeners aware of, please let them know because I would love for them to be able to keep up with you and also, you know, stay on top of the things that not only that Cartoon Network has going on, but you also have yeah, going on yourself. I'm making it a point to post more stuff that we are doing day to day at Cartoon Network. You can follow me on Instagram at Diara J. So D I A R A J A Y E. And also my YouTube channel. I talk about movies. I love the cinema, like film aspect and the film industry and actors and different kind of stuff. So you can check out my YouTube channel. It's Diara J as well. That's where you can follow me and be sure to say hi. Sometimes I talk about like how we make promos on Instagram, on my Instagram, and just like showing you Cartoon Network and that kind of thing. So it's fun. I know I checked out one of your uh, YouTube videos. So actually the one you did on Bad Boys. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. (laughs) So everybody, make sure to go follow Diara on Instagram and go check her out on YouTube as well. Like really great content, obviously doing what she does. That's a given. So be sure to go check her out. A lot of great stuff and, you know, keep tabs on her and what they're doing at Cartoon Network as well. You won't regret it. I can uh, guarantee you that. And, you know, thank you again, Diara, for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. I really appreciate it. It's really been a pleasure (laughs) speaking with you and, you know, just having this great, fun conversation so thank you thank you i really enjoyed this this was so much fun and yeah yeah great way to end the day (laughs) yes like you can't have a bad day like you can't help but smile talking about cartoons right exactly (laughs) so thank you again and thank you to the listeners thank you guys for taking and tuning in and continuing to like share subscribe as always make sure to again go follow diara and go follow The Sane Show. Keep tabs on everything. You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out. Bye.